Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined as always by Cedra Sarton. But today in studio, we have with us Laura Perry. Um, if you've been listening this past week to AFR, I'm sure you've heard her voice several times. Um, <laughs> we are very excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. Right. Um, so, yeah, and so this, this past week we had the Particle Prayer Emphasis Week, mm-hmm. and it's just a time where people have been able to send in their prayer requests for family members and friends that they want to pray for. Um, and I've, I think we've all experienced that. We've all have family and friends that we know are straying away from the Lord and or maybe have never had a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we've um, been praying for those. And you can get in on that if you go to nsimage.movie slash prayer. Mm-hmm. You can still get in your prayers, and they may not be on the air, but we still have people praying over those. Yeah, and it, and it's a it's an amazing uh, thing that uh, the the number that we have right here is already over two thousand uh, as mm-hmm. of this recording, anyway. Yeah. So um, as those keep trickling in, it's just incredible to see how many people are reaching out. Um, Laura, y- your story, you you you're very intimately connected to this uh, emphasis week that we've had going on here. Um, and also you've been in the uh, In His Image documentary yeah. that American Family Studios has put together. Um, can you tell us a little about your story for those uh, listening who might not know? Yeah, um, I was you know, raised in a Christian home and uh, we were at church every time the door was open yeah. and Christian school. And I, I heard all about Jesus mm-hmm. all the time. And in fact, I remember I was telling mom earlier, I remember singing these songs as a kid, you know, um, I am a C, mm-hmm. I am a C. Oh, yeah, you know, I remember you that sing one, about, yeah. And you're, it's like you're told you're a Christian and I never realized that this is like a decision you mm-hmm. make to put your faith and trust in Christ. And so I, I think I thought I was a Christian. Yeah. And, you know, you'd, you'd uh, know you'd messed up and you'd rededicate and these things. Um, but I, I really completely missed the boat on having a relationship with Jesus. So as I struggled with things early in life of wanting to be a boy, feeling like I should have been a boy, I was jealous of my brother. There was a lot going on, yeah. you know, and, and you kind of get angry with God after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard how amazing and loving this God is that created you and he doesn't make mistakes. So um, as I, and I, I kind of got... Um, I was molested when I was eight, you know, and then some other things that happened. Then when I was 14, my female system wasn't working very well, and I was having all kinds of problems. It was causing me constant pain. So I got to this point where it's like, okay, so, you know, I have all these feelings that I don't even want to be a girl in the first place, and you're telling me that God made me this way. And then on top of that, my female system's not working very well, and they're telling me I'm likely never going to get pregnant, so it's not even working right. Mm -hmm. Well, so if God did this on purpose, then God's just cruel. And that, you know, that's what I began to believe. And so I was angry at God. I told God I would never serve him again, just walked away. And I really just, I, at 25, um, decided that I was going to become a man. And I went down the the road of all the hormones. I had two major surgeries, all the legal changes, everything, and was absolutely convinced that's who I was. But, um, honestly, through a lot of prayer, that's why we're doing this prayer emphasis week. I had so many people praying for me and I was absolutely determined I was never going to turn back to God. I didn't have any desire, but it's like the Lord reached Mm. down from heaven and I can look back and see how he was drawing me and pursuing me and he was answering their prayers the whole time. And finally, after I was in that life about nine years and uh, just got radically saved and the Lord just began to draw me out of that lifestyle and he began to tell me who I really was and remind me of the truth. That's amazing. So, Um, so 
that's it, it, it's such an encouraging story. I think as I'm on social media, as I'm I'm listening to what the culture is saying, there's a lot of protectiveness mm-hmm. around yeah. the transgender identities or identity, and if you can't really say anything, yeah. like you're not you're not allowed to say anything that's could be even perceived as contrary to that. And so your your story, I, I'm I'm very glad that we're able to give you a platform, and in that you're using your own platform as well to share the story because. I mean, I'm thinking about all the all the young people who are listening right now who might be having the same struggles and the pressure, the huge pressure that they're feeling from the world to to accept it and to celebrate it and to just and j- jump right in headfirst um, without any thinking about it. Right. Um, it. It to to point them to the Lord in that way is yeah. an amazing thing. I'm, I'm it's it's yeah. just brilliant. And I want to take a moment here for the ones who want to know more about Laura and her story. There are other ways you can do that. Of course, our our friends here at American Family Studios Mm -hmm. have released a movie, a documentary called In His Image, and it is just a beautiful story. I've actually watched it. I've gotten through, I think, most of the bonus material because I went ahead and bought the DVD, which I highly encourage you to do. But you yes. can watch <laughs> yeah. you can watch the documentary. Just go to inhisimage.movie and you can watch it and you can hear Laura's testimony and you can hear a testimony from her mom, Miss Francine, who I'm looking at now. I'm going to wave at her. And we really appreciate you being here as well, um, which I like her story um, also touched me the way that she was also changed throughout this process. Um and then, and, and of course, I was also, I was a church kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I wasn't a Christian. I was a church kid. My mom yeah. always had me in church, which I, I really appreciate. But I think um, God had to track me down a little more than most. Yeah. He had to really hunt me down right. to get me to <laughs> right. surrender. And it was, it was through, um, it was actually through me working here mm-hmm. that I, surrendered completely mm-hmm. and decided to have a relationship with Christ. So, I mean, that part of your story really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, even ones who maybe who haven't who haven't um gone through that exact story will find p- parts of themselves in there. The mm-hmm. the ru- you know, running and God pursuing and and so I I encourage people to go to inhisimage.movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you also have a book. I do, yeah. yeah. It's called uh, Transgender to Transformed, mm. and it's available on my website by the same name, transgender to transform.com, mm-hmm. or uh, you can get it on Amazon as well, or actually from the AFA store. Yes. Oh, wow. They're Great. carrying That's it as well. So I was good. able to get it at a marriage family life conference and yeah. i meant to bring yeah. that with me and i left it on my on my table on the way out the door oh but no oh well <laughs> i have it I I, yeah but that's okay yeah I, I think one of the amazing things about your story too is how um integral your your mother is yeah. in your story as well and mm-hmm. um through throughout your 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 um journey she's there all the way yeah. um behind you and, and praying for you um can you tell us a little about i mean speak for your mother, I suppose, and and tell us a little about her side of the story. Yeah. um, You know, she had, I think it was, um, she was trying so hard, you know, (laughs) to, (laughs) it's always hard for me because I, Mm -hmm. you know, I want so badly to to honor my parents and they did so much for me. And I look back and they loved me so much, but Mm -hmm. sometimes as a child, I think it's it's hard to understand those things. We don't understand that we're all sinners and that we Mm -hmm. hurt each other. Um, But, you know, when I was a kid, I, there was a lot of misunderstandings, I think, about our relationship. Uh, you know, I would see a very different relationship with my brother. Now, I was very close with my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm probably closer than the other two. But mm-hmm. it was hard because I desperately wanted that closeness with my mom that I saw that my brother had. Mm-hmm. And so I began to be very jealous of him. 
and there was a lot of um i think a lot of it was i was very hyper i had a lot of energy and mm. you know mom she was doing so much trying so hard to please god mm. in her own flesh and she she'll tell you you know she was like this hamster on a <laughs> treadmill yeah. trying trying to please god with all these good works and stuff rather than the relationship and the um and so it it caused a lot of strain mm-hmm. um but throughout this process when i really went into this lifestyle she surrendered her life fully right. and really began to allow the Holy Spirit to control her. And so through that, when I, be- when I saw the change in her, that's really when um, I knew the gospel was true. And it was like, uh, all of a sudden, Christ was alive. Right, wow. You know, and I really, it was like, I can see a transformation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Revelation uh, tells us that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And when we see that transformation in others, that's what leads to Christ. Wow. That's that's awesome. Um, and I, I love that you talk about that transformation too, because uh, I mean, a, a lot of people can be listening and and be thinking, oh, I don't. This is this is this is foreign to me, or I, I don't I don't relate, or or um, th- th- this is not a struggle that I have, or yeah. uh, no one around me has. Um, but on a spiritual level, I think this is this is something we everyone is trying to create themselves. I think. Right. Um, and I, I mean, speaking from my, my own experience, as a as a teenager who was lost, I mean, I ha- I had the idea, yeah, I'm a Christian. I've been raised in church, just like right. just like both of you here. Um, and I sang that same song too. And so I had the idea, yeah, I'm a Christian. I asked Jesus into my heart. I walked down the aisle. Um, but it, it was that journey of trying to define myself and trying to get what I wanted um, out of life and not not uh, submitting to the will of God. Um, right. So I think, like, yes, on a on a on one level, there's the, the, the transgender issue and uh, that you're speaking to. But on the other level, there is that deeper issue that yes. everyone is related, uh, can relate to as well. And I, I think there are just thousands upon thousands of kids that are were just like the three of us, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. really believed they were Christians, they were raising it, and we're seeing them reject the faith. But it's like, did they really ever know Christ? Mm-hmm. Like, did, if you that knew the transforming power of Christ in your life, mm-hmm. you wouldn't just walk away. Right, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's kind of that kind of is the mission of Engage. Mm-hmm. What we do yeah. is we try to reach a generation that has started leaving the church, <laughs> and that's yeah. that's kind of where it was born from. Because I do see a gap sometimes in churches. Like I know I've been to several churches that didn't even have a class for that age group, mm. and that and I think it had something to you know to do with so many leaving the faith. There weren't enough, and so instead of trying to reach more of them they just kind of did away with the class right. <laughs> for right. their and so um and that's kind of where we decided you know in talking with an uh, you know and another guy that worked here mm-hmm. um teddy james i think a lot of people remember him he had yeah. this idea that we would start something like that for that age and so i think that's what um i really uh, your story i think you know is something that we all mm-hmm. can resonate with mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um so as you were uh, going through these experiences, and and your family was trying to trying to come to terms or or uh, or deal with it in their own way, how did that? How did those interactions help you or hinder you? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, with my um, with my family. Yes. Or, um, yeah. Well, you know, it was it was weird because the enemy is a liar, and I think that's what I've learned from this. Like everything that was really going on inside they were thinking and seeing almost the opposite you know like i for example 
um, I would tell them, you know, how hateful they were being, and oh, you gotta accept this, and you, you know, it's never gonna change. You gotta get over this. You gotta call me by my male pronouns, and you gotta call me this name that I want. You know, mm. all this. And um, but the reality was, I knew that they were being loving to me, even when, even though they weren't affirming me and they weren't going along with this. And I remember at one point just thinking. Um, I wish they didn't love me so much because I just want to go do what I want to do. And yeah. I don't want, you know, it was like, like they were in the way. Um, because at that point, I mean, it it wasn't that I was searching so much for, for love. I was really searching for, you know, doing what I wanted to do. This happiness, you know, it, it began to create a hunger later for the love of God. Yeah. But at that point, it really was just this rebellion. And I just, I want to do what satisfies the flesh. Yeah. And... um so the reaction or the interaction with my family was very strained over the next few years. And, you know, it was weird. I would try to go on like family, uh, family vacations and it was, you know, everybody's trying to tiptoe around me and not bring it up, but it's like, I was constantly reminded of the truth. Like you can't be around your family and just pretend that I'd been a brother the whole, right, yeah. you know, all those years rather than a sister. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I, while, while you're uh, telling their story, like, I, I can't help but, but remember my own story of like conversion, like co- yeah. coming to Christ and, and having those feelings of like, like when I'm going through conviction and stuff and like realizing, okay, Jesus died on the cross for me, having those thoughts of, but I didn't ask him to, and I really wish mm. that he hadn't um, yeah. so that I could, <laughs> so that I could be my own, you know, Lord. But, um, wow. but it is in the end, it is that love that, that draws you. And it's the love yeah. of, I think. the love of your parents that drew you um, to the love of God. Right. Uh, And I can't help but think about how encouraging that must be maybe to people who are listening right now um, who, who have children who are either going through this exact thing or something completely different, but who are those prodigals having that prodigal heart. The, the, the love is how you draw back. And it's not, I mean, you can, I think you can preach at someone all day long and not get anywhere. But in the end, like if you're, if, you're marrying that truth with love, I think that is going to have an effect. Yeah. And it's also like, it, it was really the, you know, uh, Romans, I think it's chapter 10, I can't remember, but it says um, the goodness of God leads to repentance. Yeah. You know, and it reminded that's what I really began to see. As I began studying my mom's lessons, she was having me create a, w- a website for her Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I, she didn't ask me to read the lessons. I was going to summarize them for the website. Right. <laughs> as I did, I really began to see the heart and the character mm-hmm. of God. And it's really as I began to see God's faithfulness and that he was trustworthy. And that's what really began to change me. And, um, and then that kind of opened my heart to my parents' love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like God had to show me uh, himself first. And, you know, one of my life verses is Psalm 107.20 says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And mm. ultimately it was the wow. word of God. But I mean, they'd been trying yeah. to preach the word of God for, for decades to me, you know, <laughs> but, but then when, um, but when God began to do it, and I, I think that's important because we try so hard to fix people and mm. to do it in our own flesh. And we come up with ways that we can, oh, if I can just do this or I can just say this, Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's why prayer is so important. Mm. Like in Genesis where it says that, you know, the it was completely dark and the earth was formless and void, right. mm-hmm. but the spirit moved upon the waters. Mm. And that's, it's mm. really got to be the, um, the Holy Spirit that draws and reveals the truth. Right. So uh, all this way, your, your, your mom is meeting with ladies in a Bible mm-hmm. study, right? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're doing it a special project all, all this time. Right. 
um, what is a prayer box? Uh, it was this, it really, there was nothing um, extraordinary about mm -hmm. the box itself. You know, it was really like this wicker basket and it had a lid on it, but they were just um, putting names of mm. prodigals in the basket and then they would pray over them and they did this every week at Bible study and then encouraged the ladies to pray at home during the week as well. And then every um, five weeks or so, they would have an hour that they would pray for them um, wow. and really pray for them in a lot more depth. Um, and we just, we've had uh, 20 prayed out of the box. Wow. Over the last four years. So yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's really, um, so this past week, like we said at the beginning, um, this has been prodigal prayer emphasis week. Yes. And you can go and you can send your prayer in if you mm -hmm. have a prodigal in your life and it will be prayed over. I know the emphasis week is over, mm -hmm. but the prayers have not stopped and we're still praying. So you can go to inhisimage.movie slash prayer mm -hmm. and please submit your prayer. I know um, it. the power of prayer is is something like I've never seen. And I've seen <laughs> people pray for years and years and and not see the change, mm -hmm. but it's there little by little so i mean please send in your prayer and know that this that your request is being prayed over mm -hmm. yeah um so uh you've been um speaking on this uh topic for a yeah. while haven't you um and i'm sure you've encountered many people who who come up to you maybe and say i, I this this is my story or i know someone who's going through this right. um when say that there's a parent like right now listening and who who has a son or a daughter who is who is going through identity crisis and, yeah. and wanting to change and, and being embraced by a culture who's encouraging it. What do you say to them to encourage them? Well, the number one thing is we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus mm. and remember that he's the answer. The answer is not a, um, a particular uh, word or something like that. I mean, he is the word and he, mm. but yeah. he, the answer is a person. Mm. And that's why we've got to um, keep seeking the Lord and not just, to answer this prayer, I think sometimes we uh, treat God almost like a slot machine. Like if I pull <laughs> yeah. it enough times and I get the right combination, right. God will answer my prayer. Mm. But really prayer is also about the one praying mm -hmm. and it changes us. And as we really focus on our relationship with him and intercede for them, then God will begin to work in them as well. Um, and so I, I think that's the number one thing. And yes, God may use you, uh, he ended up using my mom and my dad both in my life, but not when they, you know, it was when they were trying to fix me and trying to do it in their own strength, I was just completely pushing it away. But then after years of them really focusing on God, they got very involved in Bible study, involved in the church, and were really seeking the Lord for their own relationship. Then the Lord started to use them wow. again. Yeah, and I love that because it really highlights the centrality of God in, right. in this. I mean, we can get we can get so um, focused on our problems or, or, yeah. or the thing that our circumstances, and it becomes all about that, or it becomes all about fixing this or making this better. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I think the Bible speaks on this very clearly. Yeah. I mean, constantly throughout the Scripture. I mean, He is God, and He will be at the center of it. And if He's not, then you know, it, it, it's outside of him. It's outside of his his um, his his uh, blessing, really. Um, so, yeah, like getting in an attitude of prayer and yeah. being before him humbly, um, as you know, uh, he, him being the Lord, um, that is really giving the situation over him fully. Yes, because you're taking your hands off. You're you're mm -hmm. releasing yeah. control. Yeah, and I think exactly just what you said, releasing control, recognizing that you can't solve this. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, you can't fix them. 
and really this is this is God's burden, mm-hmm. you know, and he's the one that can heal their hearts. He's the one that can draw them. He's the one that can fix them. Mm-hmm. And then, and he's not going to share his glory with us. Right. <laughs> My mom tells this part of her story sometimes. She said, after God began to give her these little glimmers of hope, there w- God was doing so much. It's not like God answered their prayer after nine mm-hmm. years. God was answering their prayer the whole time. Right, they just yeah. didn't know it. And there wow. were so many ways God was intervening in my life. And my mom uh, tells the story of how she began to see these little glimmers of hope about year four. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was starting to think of all these ways <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, she could help God out, you know? Right. Like, yeah, I could yeah. speed this up, <laughs> you know? And uh, mm. finally, um, she's, she said, um, the Lord spoke very clearly to her. And he said, Francine, only one of us is going to work on her. If you want me to work on her, then um, you go sit down and you get on the couch and you get your Bible out and work on your relationship with me. If wow. you want to work on her, I'll go sit down. You know, yeah. and so it's like um, God was saying, you know, He's not going to share His glory, and I'm so thankful. I mean, now we get to tell a story of this amazing God. Mm-hmm. You know, that ended up using both of them as well, but still he gets all the credit because I'm like, this is a work that God alone could do. Wow. Yeah, and how comforting that is too, that um that he is the one who 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 really can make changes and that that's not Amen. on our shoulders. Right. That's that's a huge relief. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm thinking myself as a parent, um, my primary goal um, goal well uh, primary prayer for my children is that they love the lord at at a young age Mm -hmm. i I pray that with all my heart um and of course there's so many things that i could do uh to try to make that happen right (laughs) i I could try to make that an easy thing for them and say oh just say these magic words and right it'll happen we'll baptize you um but what i what i can do is just let God be God. Right. Um, and that's such a relief to me as a parent. And yeah. um, I love that so much. Um, so for somebody who's listening, uh, I mean, for me, I guess, um, I encounter discussions on, on the internet all mm-hmm. the time about these things. And it just seems so confusing. Like people who see, should be on the same side of this issue cannot agree like, right. on, on what mm-hmm. words to use yeah. and, and all these things. In a practical level, what have you seen as the best way to approach people who are wanting to have a discussion? I really, there's no cookie cut answer. I, yeah. I've watched um, hundreds and maybe close to a thousand different testimonies of all walks of life, not just this issue. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've realized is that God works on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Every story is different. You can see the same threads because it's the same God mm-hmm. and there's a lot of the same brokenness, but it's always God. Every one of them was different in how God reached them. And so I really try to lead with prayer, pray for them first, really ask the Holy Spirit. And if you if if it's a, a an in-person encounter where you mm-hmm. you know, you can't spend 10 minutes in prayer for them first. Right, yeah. But still you could even as they're talking, really listen to them, pray and ask the Holy Spirit. And then he'll guide you. Mm-hmm. And there's times that, um, you know, I, I may be a little more confrontational than others, never in a hateful way, but right, there, yeah. there's times that I may um, address specifically things they're going through if the Lord prompts mm-hmm. me. Um, and uh, here's just a, a real quick example. Yeah. I had a, uh, there was a girl in Mexico um, that I was ministering to. And uh, she was, uh, she'd been living with a man for 17 years. And I, my first response was, and oh, he had left her and she was devastated. And my first response was, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, and there's the compassion. But the Lord prompted me and I said, do you realize you've been living in sexual sin for 17 wow. years? I said, and you just heard this powerful sermon about sexual sin. 
And I said, maybe this is God's grace on you to deliver you from this. And she was mad at first, but honestly, the Lord just completely delivered her through this. And that was life-changing to me. And to remember that that's why we've got to be led by the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. he knows what they need to hear. And sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm, uh, as my kids grow up in a yeah. world that's going to, I just, I think that this is just going to become just a commonplace thing. Um, yeah and where it's probably dangerous to speak out against one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine what people are going to go through one day as far as um, approaching this. No, and I, and I think one thing that people forget to do is to build a relationship with the person they're talking yeah. to. You know, of course, you want that person to be delivered, and but you forget the power of having a friend talk to you over a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, sometimes a friend will know better about how to address a person than mm-hmm. a stranger. So, you know... You don't have to always go after somebody and just, uh, you know, go at them, at them, at them constantly. Build a relationship with, build that relationship with them and talk to them. Never stray from the truth. (laughs) I put that. They never stray from the truth. I think that's key. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of why our motto here in the name of the program is share truth, apply scripture. So we want to keep, we want to keep with that. But there's some people, I mean, like if you know if they're aggressive, I've had people I've talked to. And I know the more I talk to them and just back and forth and talk to them in a loving manner, you know, and get to know them a little better, the more open they can be sometimes. Yeah. So, And this is why I'm glad we have things such as the uh, the In His Image documentary, mm-hmm. but also your book that yeah. you have. Um, what's, what's the title again? Transgender to Transformed. Wow. And you yeah. can get that on Amazon and, yep. and the, the AFA, AFA store. store. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. forget about the AFA store. Yeah. Go to yeah, AFA store. AFA. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's great. That's great. Um, well, I, I think that this conversation, I mean, it should be an ongoing conversation. I'm, it, I'm very encouraged by it because the, the, the heart of the matter is that God is central and Amen. that we find our identity in God. And that is, that's refreshing to my soul. And I'm, I'm very happy that we get to share this yeah. with our listeners today. Um, again, if you want to read more about Laura's uh, story, you can go to a- AFA store and you can find her book and also the in his image documentary in his which image is, dot movie yeah in his image dot movie yes. and but before we close out this program yeah. this is about prayer mm-hmm. so we would like to take a moment to ask you laura if you don't mind yeah just to say a prayer for um the people who have sent in their request and the others yeah. around the world who maybe haven't and just let yeah heavenly father we just bring these prayer requests before you Father, I I first want to pray for the parents, for the loved ones that are sending these in. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them, help them not to be battle-weary, help them to um, not give up on their prayers, help them to remember that you are answering their prayers and you are intervening. Help them to remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of darkness. And Lord, I pray they would continue this spiritual war on behalf of their loved ones. And I pray for those people that are far from the faith, those people that are not even seeking you lord i pray you draw their hearts back i pray that you would intervene in their lives and i pray you'd put christians in their lives or to share the gospel with them to share the love of jesus with them and i pray that um, one day they would just have these powerful testimonies that they would then be a witness to others in jesus name amen amen Amen. thank you so much laura for joining us for this episode and as always continue to share truth and apply scripture we'll see you next week